going on, everybody? It's your boy, Lawrence Kane Jr., financial coach, host of the Abundance University podcast, Money Mondays podcast, all everything money, you feel me? I got my brother in the building. It's been far too long, brother. <laughs> we super long overdue, so I got my brother, man, who is... An author himself, um, he is a, what I call a serial entrepreneur. He's a connectionaire. If y'all don't know what that means, it's somebody who literally going to get rich off of the connections that they got, man. Um, father, husband, uh, community pillar, man, Carlton Collins. What's going on, brother? Appreciate you. Yeah, man. Finally, finally us. It's, it's, excited to make it on. Yeah, bro, it's just funny. It's like. We could have did this. We could do this every day. <laughs> yeah, man. So, now nah, I wanted to, I, it was actually, I was thinking about some things that I wanted to kind of ask you. Because obviously we met in high school and, and we've been rocking out for, you know, specific, like more intentionally for these past like four or five years, man. So, so tell people, give people who don't know who you are. Uh, a synopsis of what you do mm-hmm. and how you do it. Okay. Um, the how is, how is difficult. But <laughs> <laughs> so I am, I'm all those things that he mentioned. Uh, I'm the I'm author of the book, Resist Every Bias on Every Level. So it's called Rebel. So mm-hmm. um, the concept really, you know, I had the, the, the notion to write the book after talking with one of my mentors. So yeah. He, um, I had the fortunate opportunity to go to Morehouse, you know, Cincinnati kid, came out of Princeton 07, Morehouse 2011. One of the mentors I ran into, um, my man Hotep, which Hotep got a terrible connotation. His real name is Hotep. <laughs> right. <laughs> His real name is Hotep, OG. Um, he came out with a book called The Hustle's Ten Commandments. Okay. And then it was his second book was Hustle While You Work. And then I'm, so I used to like be working mm. with him, helping him get into schools in Atlanta because while I was at Morehouse, I started Morehouse Education Association. So I was getting more black men in the tutoring, mentoring, mm. uh, internships, teaching outright. So when it came, what it boiled down to really was this opportunity um, to just get into Atlanta public schools. We did some stuff with the Cab County schools. Um, but like, Supporting after-school programs, built a mentoring program while I was in college, all of that. Mm. My first mentoring program I built as a senior in high school when I was still at Princeton. Mm. Um, so I was always in this education space, particularly uh, focused around black males. Um, my teacher handed me Countering the Conspiracy to Destroy Black Boys by Dr. Juwanza Kanjufu as a senior in high school. And from there, I was like, I'm getting an education. I'm most important. So in high school, you got that book? Yeah, in high school. I don't think a teacher ever gave me a book in high school. Yeah. For was, black people. It was that one, and then it was black student, middle class teacher, which is the phenomenon of, like, we have all these white teachers who, you know, grow up in predominantly white areas, go to a predominantly white school college and then they drop them in the hood and like, yeah. they don't have that cultural connection yeah and like at the end of the day when it's largely white women the biggest thing is black boys are seen as threats starting third or fourth grade so from that perspective you know that's really where a lot of it came from and like my passion for education i always was argumentative so i'm like yeah i always had the gift of gab mm-hmm. you know? but so so from there, like, when I was talking to the OG, 
you know, and just his system and like he was kind of ET before ET in Atlanta circles, right? right? Right. Just in terms of getting out there, marketing yourself, build like all of that. Mm-hmm. And I used to help him after I graduated. He kind of became a client, so I was so I started my business, my first business, two months after I graduated. So okay. Instead of taking a job, I jumped straight into entrepreneurship. Um, so was that how? Let's go back. Though. I mean, again, we got we got time. You yeah. feel me? So that's 2011, mm-hmm. right? That's that's when in in my world being up here, that's when a lot of people was doing a lot of network marketing, right? So mm-hmm. you know that was taking the system and then kind of making it your own. But you you had created your own system mm-hmm. in 2011. In Atlanta, and you weren't even like you're not from there, so nah, nah. how was so? How was that? I mean, so for me, networking is breathing, right? Yeah, and you know, like how we grew up, I'm, you know, I'm 33, so came out of 07. We talk about the 2000s from my old, yeah, from the, two, yeah, 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 probably 2010. It was just wild everywhere you went, it was a fight, <laughs> like it was just it was crazy. So, actually, when I got down to Atlanta. And I got down there the summer before. Um, I was working at Georgia Tech. Um, me and my cousin, but was still brolic as, you know, brolic yeah, as Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, people in Atlanta got a staring problem, so I ain't know how to read that. People stare at you. Be, be like, from, you being from League of Heights. So I had to, like, learn that. Yeah. Thank God I learned that at least a little bit before school started. For sure. <laughs> but... You know, my thing was, you know, Morehouse is an all-male school. Yeah. If you in a, if you in any space in Cincinnati back then, surrounded by men, it was going to be a fight. Like, it was almost guaranteed. Yeah. Specifically like, black men. Because, yeah. I mean, we had, we, we never, none of us never really had all black schools that we went to in high school. Like, we don't yeah. have that here. No. Nah, at nah. all. Not an all black men school. We got the molars and St. X's, which is all predominantly white. So for me, networking was protection, right? Like I had it Hmm. made me feel safe Hmm. that if I'm in a space, I know I got at least somebody with me who will throw down with me. Wow. I mean that that that's actually a, a a very insightful statement. Because even when we dabble in entrepreneurship, networking can be protection. Be- side, side note, this is, this is Judah. This yeah, is so Judah. for those watching and for those listening who hear a, a baby, that's, that's, that's my nephew, man. He, he over there kicking it with us, yeah, man. My, my Judah, man. He, uh, he's seven months. Seven months. And yeah. I'm done. I'm super done. I've been done. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm two years done. But uh, so, yeah, so net, you, you network. Really, your four years of college, you networked your way into understanding that you didn't have to go and get a job just because you got a degree. Because that's, I mean, we grew up in, like, we're really a part of that. Get an education, go work for somebody. But you took that unconventional, hey. And and it was funny, right? So I sent, so 25% of my graduating class went to go teach after graduation. Mm, Okay. so I was saying uh, I was sending people I sent people to Brooklyn to go teach I sent people to Boston to go teach DC all throughout the yeah. South New Orleans South Carolina okay. North Carolina sent people to Texas to go teach some people in California like 
send some people across, like overseas, few mm. people to China, few people to Dubai. Yeah. Like, but I really didn't have a, there wasn't a, a and it was mainly charter schools, right? Mm-hmm. But there weren't a ton of charter schools and there wasn't that huge network in Atlanta. So right. I was part of it. It was like, if I'm staying in Atlanta, like, I don't really have a school that would fit me. I don't want to go. Side note, I, I had my son my freshman year. Right. So, you know, Eli, like, with Eli being there already, I'm like, I'm not about to go across the country. I can't go across the world. Right. So I'm like. Because Atlanta to Cincinnati is almost like. It's like six and a half. It, it, and it's, all, it's almost like. We view it as like, oh, that's just down the street. Yeah, yeah. That's how we it's view Atlanta. We 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 like, like view it like that. Even though, mm-hmm. if you go to, you know, if you go eight hours east, like it's that's far. Yeah, that's like far. we consider that far, but Atlanta's Atlanta not far at all. To us. Not at all. Like, <laughs> and I made that trip so many times, right? That becomes normal. Because I found out he was on the way the second day of new student orientation. Mm-hmm. He was born during finals week of my freshman year. Yeah. And I I made it up here, obviously, for his birth. And then I came back and everybody was, like, taking finals. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had to clean out my dorm and all of that. Yeah. And so for me, it was like, I don't know, I was always in a, just, I was in a different mode, right? Yeah. And then it was, like, sophomore year, I came back. And this is kind of where where it all was born, right? Mm-hmm. Sophomore year, I came back, and well, I wouldn't say it was born there because I sold thousands of dollars worth of knives. Everybody got that cut coat invite. Like, like I was like, I was about to hustle. And it yeah. was funny, my aunt, my aunt told me in second grade I was selling time on the Game Boy in my in the Christian Academy I was in. Wow. <laughs> so you always <laughs> been you always been that. getting I, it. I was like, I don't remember that. I don't yeah. He was like, yeah, you definitely did. That's I crazy. I this conversation, and I defended you. That's crazy. So, I, so I mean, the, I, I guess the common theme of this episode that I'm thinking of that we need to really go into it is, like, networking. Mm-hmm. Like, that networking is protection is one thing, but I think, and you know, obviously, in our real life, um, we always mess with you for being a networker, like in a jokingly loving, obviously right, way. Right. Like we love messing with, but 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 that's the one thing that we literally admire about you is like you're all like you're one of those people that we know if we take you anywhere, you'll be good, even if you've never been there, right? So, how can somebody who is trying to build their business build their brand like what 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 are some like networking tips or like networking um you know 10 commandments if you will not like, yeah, we ain't got to yeah. go through 10 but like how, how do okay. you see because i see networking probably similar mm-hmm. but y- again you network on a whole nother level bro like to where it's gotten you to a point where you're, I mean, you like, in five years, like, you going to be touching seven figures. There's no question. Yeah, gotcha. Like, there's no question. These kids keep no doubt. Oh, yeah, the kid, we not even going to talk about expenses. <laughs> I, need, I need all this. <laughs> but, but, like, t- let's, let's go into it. So, what, like, when you talk, when you talk about networking. What 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 goes in your mind when you're like where where should you go to network? Well, it's not where where you should go. 
it's really about your mindset and seeing value in every single person you come across. Okay. Right? And the thing that really taught, so I was in this class, right? It was intro to religion. So more house liberal arts, you got to take a little bit of everything. Intro to religion class, one of the things that we were, we had to do, which was mandatory, was volunteer. And it used mm-hmm. to be the largest homeless shelter. It's gone now, but it used to be the largest homeless shelter in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Right there on Peachtree and Pine. If you've ever been in Atlanta, like, everybody knows Peachtree. Everybody knows Peachtree. Yeah. So, right there at the corner of Peachtree and Pine, huge three-story homeless shelter. Mm-hmm. Right? And I remember being in there and... There was some of us that was responsible for serving, and there was some of us responsible for literally just going to sit down with the with the guys, because I think it was all male, um, with the guys and, you know, just break bread. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and I remember sitting at this table, and there was a doctor, there was an engineer, and then there was a couple other guys with degrees and, like, they was good. Like, they yeah. they did what they were supposed to do, quote, unquote, right? Like, they went and got their but they were, but, and they But they were residents of the homeless they shelter. At the homeless shelter. Okay. So it was just like, it, and it just changed everything to me. It's like, yeah. don't judge people from where they are. Don't judge people with what they got. Don't judge people with the flashiness. Yeah. Judge them based off of the potential. Like, you never know the potential value that they can bring. Absolutely. You never know who they know. Right. Yeah. And I still remember OG. He was just dropping gems, like about. He's like, "All right, you you're in college, but you need to make sure you do X, Y, Z." Yeah. Right. Don't ever get too too high on success. Yeah. Like stay humble. Yeah. Like because, and he was like, "That was my downfall." Like that led into drinking, and I was partying, and I was doing all these things, and then I, my wife left me, and it yeah, and it was just so you got that game early, so you kind of yeah, know yeah. now how to even like we young black and married now, so. Me, you don't. I mean, other than going, we went down to nostalgia a few, you know, a few weeks ago. Like but we, we don't, but we don't do that, right? Yeah, seven, eight months. Yeah, yeah. easily. Even without the pandemic, though, right, like right, we right. still don't go. Like we, nah, we nah. just not that happy hour. Mm-hmm. Net, you know what I mean? So I get it, man. So I mean, that's because they got rid of mixed happy hour. That's a whole nother. <laughs> that's a whole nother. Oh, we. Bro. Like, that's funny. Right? That used to be my thing. That I and I have seen you down there a few times now that I think about it. So when you but, came back. But that that that's really the first thing, right? Yeah. Like you don't know what you can get from people, right? And right. if they're at a certain place, you never know what level of humility that they have, whether or not they're willing to pour into you or not. Okay. Right? So don't yeah. chase the people who have the status. Because if you're chasing people with the status, nine times out of ten you're gonna miss like a lesson, a blessing, a connection. Yeah. From somebody else who you didn't believe could help you. Right. Like, but they just, oh, you do what? Cool. And then they open up a door for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it often comes from unexpected places. Yeah. So from, so that was that lesson that I learned really, really early is like, it's not about, it's not about where you are and it's not about who you're with. It's about seeing people as people, understanding everybody has their own unique experiences and everybody has at least something they can teach you. Yeah, Life. that's that Davuli talk. <laughs> hey, that's what that just reminded me of. But I think so. That's a very good point because I think that like you like when I go to these networking events in the city, like I'm not trying to talk to people that I, I'm like, oh, I know who that is. I'm like, I'm trying to talk to people who I don't know. Like 
yeah, them people, I can always try to connect with them, you know, because of their stature or whatever. Mm-hmm. People, fl- like, you will, you will go to a networking event and literally you see people, like, basically mm-hmm. chomping at the bits at this right. these people to talk to, right. to talk to these people of the statue. So, I'm like, nah, I'm going to talk to these people who, like, mm-hmm. ain't even, they might not even have a clue who that is so and then another, go from there. I got another story. And this is, this is easily lesson two, right? So... There was an event um, surrounding MLK uh, and a bunch of people there, a bunch of people on stage, just down at Morehouse. This is after I graduated. Mm. Um, and there's a reception afterwards. Um, and also at the time, I was I was national secretary for Morehouse's Alumni Association. So I had access to go whatever. Yeah. Stuff that yep. was going on afterwards. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm there, and the person I really wanted to talk to was Roland Martin. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. So I ended up talking to just, and, and I, I developed this knack, right? Of the person that I really want to talk to, I'm going to get to him, but yeah. I'm going to get to him last, right? Right. So I'm going to be the last person to talk to you before you leave this space. Yeah. And I don't know how it always worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it worked with Cornell West and it worked with Michelle Reeve. Anybody seen Waiting for Superman? Like, she was the uh, chancellor for uh, DC Public Schools. Mm-hmm. Um, it worked with her. It worked for Lonnie King. Lonnie King was a. Uh, he was. Um, he ran SNCC Atlanta. So Julian Bond was under him. But mm-hmm. think about John Lewis, Diane, yeah. all of them. Yeah. Lonnie King was, was like their OG. Um, and so I wanted to talk to Roland. And it was funny. And there, there's a, an amazing lesson at the end of this, too. And actually, I put it in a book. Um, and so I'm moving around the room. I'm talking to a bunch of different people. I end up talking to Matumbo. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was there. Um, Talked to Otis Moss, Otis Moss Jr., which he's a Morehouse man, but in, in big pastor up in Cleveland for years. But he really, he started in, um, his first pastoral appointment was uh, Mount Zion and, and Woodlawn. Oh, That's okay. where he started. So he, him so he and, got connections with, yeah, yeah, with the city. Yeah, he got connections with Cincinnati and all of that. And I knew my grandparents knew him. Like, I found yeah. that out later. So I'm well, like, we, ain't even got, we ain't got enough time to talk about your grandparents nah, and they, 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 they stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, you, so how did you end up getting to Roland Martin? So I ended up, ended up I see him making his break towards the, the towards car the, exit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stage left. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to make my break, too. And it's funny, I, I finally get him, I stopped, I stopped him because he, he cut it through King's Chapel. I stopped him, and ironically, I've been saying the same thing all night. When I got to him, I fumbled, right? I was kind of stumbling over my words or whatever. And he stopped me, he was like, son, this, like, this is what I want you to know. One, your time is not equivalent to my time. So when you, like, you've been watching me all night, I saw you. Make sure that you're ready with your mm. with your elevator pitch, like because really you only got twenty seconds with a person like me. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not talking about anything, like I can't allow you to waste my time because my time is more valuable than yours. Mm. And I was like, dang! Like he schooled me, and his all his assistance was bad, so I'm like feeling a little embarrassed. <laughs> but then it was like. 
But he was like, all right, here, take my card, email what you wanted to send me. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to do that, whatever. But the lesson was, you know, you got to be ready. You got to be ready. Pitch, your elevator pitch. And, and a lot of people were like, a lot of people always say, like, you're eloquent or whatever. I'm like, nah, I just say the same things over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. But that's the lesson I got from him. Yeah. Right? It's like, you got to be prepared when you step in to speak to certain people. Right. Right? So, and all those other people, those people that you think don't matter in the space, that's your practice. Hmm. Okay. So, like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you just got to be ready when that moment strikes because. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not going to get... Like, imagine it, right? Roland Martin up on stage for an hour. There's no way he charged less than five bands. No way. It's mm. probably 10 to 15 bands. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So each minute is worth way more. <laughs> right. So like... Nah, like, nah, that's for sure. So like, being prepared and making sure I value the other person's time... Yeah. Right, getting out of my own way. Yes. Stop, don't thinking about it from my perspective. Put it in from their perspective. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that it taught me, right, was that there's certain things that people value, right, and they value it because of where they are in life. And where he was, the thing that I I should have been doing. Yes, I was talking to all other people. I should have been researching him. Should have sat down 10 minutes. Let me look everything up on him. Figure out where he is. What's his next business move? What's something that he needs that I can be helpful with? Right. Uh, and it's kind of getting into a third point. But, you know, one of the things that I always used to do, right? And I tell people this. I live my life like the very first scene of The Godfather. And... That very first scene is dude wanna say he there do the funeral home on him. He there like, hey, something happened to my daughter. I'm need, I'm coming to you asking you to take care of it, mm -hmm. right? Because like no Sicilian can can refuse, like uh, refuse to help somebody on the day of his daughter's wedding, right? So he coming to ask this, and he was like, he was like, listen, at the, at the end of the conversation, he says. One day, I'm going to ask you to repay this favor. I don't know when it's going to come. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that favor is going to be. Yeah. But I'm going to need you to repay it because I helped you out with this. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And it's building a cachet. Yeah. Right? You, you building up, you're building up goodwill. Yeah. People. Yeah. Like, everybody, a lot of people try to treat relationships as if they're transactional. Yeah. And that's, it's a fool's errand because a transaction is brief. Yeah. Like, there's not a single transaction, right? Not saying that there ain't process with the paperwork or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But there ain't a single transaction that lasts longer than, than the point where the money exchange hands. Yeah. Right? So if you're looking at it from a transaction perspective, you're always going to devalue the relationships that you have. Mm-hmm. By default. Because you're not putting the time, you're not building it for longevity. And we forget that it... People don't react off of one interaction. Mm -mm. Like we don't. I don't. I don't know how many. I don't know how many contracts I've gotten with schools off of the first interaction. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or off the first relationship. Now, I've leveraged my network to, you know, specifically like your wife just got me. I don't even know if she told you, but 
She got me um, a speaking with, engagement with Xavier. With Xavier. Like, mm-hmm. I reached out to Xavier by myself. But I told her to pass your information to. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, Absolutely. so most people will see the success part of, like, oh, you got such and such contract, or mm-hmm. you got a lot of people going, you know, buying your stuff. And it's like, nah, but you got to actually build the relationship part. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to. And, like, one of the things, and I guess this is, like, what I hear from you is, and when I say hear from you, like, I'm talking about, like, when I actually listen to you network, right? Mm-hmm. Listen to you, con- you know, converse with people. You're always trying to give people things that could be helpful for whatever they need. Absolutely. Right? And I'm like that, too. So, I like, I tell people, mm-hmm. I'm, tr- like, I, I'm in competition with with having that one up on you. Like you can't say like uh Absolutely. I do way more for Lawrence than he do for me. I'm always like, no, I gotta be the one whereas mm-hmm. like so when you do cash in that favor, like if I like, you know, one of the one of the things I tell people to do is DM people on Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram and I'm like, that's why you post. You don't post so they can buy off the post. You post and give value so that when you DM them it's like, I, I ain't got no choice but to send your flyer to people because you give me game for free. You know what I'm saying? Like, though, that's why I, I literally try to tell people that that's part of networking. If you use social media the right way, when you hop in DMs to, you know, get referrals or pitch them your business, they should feel like they already, like, if, if you go going to people that, that follow you, right? Like, if you go going to celebrities, that's different. But people that... That's been following you for a while. They should feel like they know you or can trust you or they like you. You know what I mean? Like that should be the focus. And if you're thinking about what you receive out of the relationship while you're trying to build it, you're not going to be. Yeah. And like so, this goes into the third point, right? So the third point, you know, I always was like, what can I do? to be a value to people with more access than me. Exactly. So when I was, right. on, when I was on the campus, like, and anybody can attest to this, so assistant dean, okay, yo, book, what you need? What can I help you with? You got a flyer you need to go up around campus? You got, like, tell me what you need. I, and I would go at least every other week, be like, book, what you need? Mm-hmm. And then... And, and but part of it was like book was like that was that was my guy. He was definitely a mentor. I don't know if I would have made it through Morehouse without him. Yeah, like just the the sheer advice that he gave me as a teen father trying to figure it out. Yeah, like working, hustling, being a part of a number of organizations. And right. So like he fed me right. Mm-hmm. Like and not necessarily in a tangible way, but he fed me and looked out for me in a lot of ways when like I just needed that support. Yeah. So. I was like, I always returned it with like, yo, but what do you need? But it also came back in other ways. I never paid for any ticket <laughs> to any, any event <laughs> yeah. in the city of Atlanta. Yeah. Like, I got the Hawks games for free. I got the Falcons games for free. <laughs> for sure. Like, That's how I feel about Cincinnati. Like, I've never, I, I never, I, I've paid, never paid it for. 
for a game. One NBA basketball game. It was the playoff game. Yeah. Cavs Pacers a few years ago. Yeah. But other than that, I have never paid for any. When we went to the Reds game that with yeah. Mario, like like well, I've, never, like, I've never, I've never paid. I've never paid for anything. Like, but again, it's because of relationships. I just about, but it it boils down to building a relationship to where you're pouring into it, and a Absolutely. lot of times we try to build, we try to network in a sense of I just I need I need you, mm-hmm. where I'm saying I need you so that I can pour into you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I can so I can be a value to you, and so that again five years from now. We literally, mm-hmm. you like if I'm asking you for a favor five years from now, it's all love. It's all love. It's like because you've. And, it, and it's crazy. Like so, I had this amazing opportunity, right? And it, and it was funny. It was the day I got fired. <laughs> from from, from the last yeah yeah yeah. Right. I think we talked that day. Yeah, so I got I got fired from CYC. I'm like, you're not about to mess with black kids. Like I'm not that. Yeah one. yeah like, yeah. Yeah yeah. And like. Particularly if they poor, their parents ain't engaged. I was in Lord Price Hill. I'm like, you're not about to just mess with these kids just right. cause, right? Because right. I was the one who like, oh, you and you ain't gonna get Thanksgiving dinner. It's cool. We gonna do Thanksgiving in my class. Yeah. Like, and I brought Thanksgiving dinner. Right. Like, and fed. Like, right, because you know kids. how to cook and stuff, man. Yeah, that, yeah. I started that. cooking when I was eight. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, nah, if you ain't gonna get it, it's yeah. cool. I'm gonna come out of my own pocket. Yeah. Make sure my kids are stressed. Yeah. So, and I'm not about to get it all the way into the situation or whatnot. Right. But long story short, I'm like, I'm not allowing no teacher to disrespect kids just because they poor kids when you know right. you wouldn't do this to, to wealthier white kids right. if their parents was engaged. Right. Or if their uh, parents was in a room. Right. You for that matter. Yeah, right. You wouldn't do that in front of them. <laughs> See what I'm right. saying? You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do it in front of me. Like, right. At the end of the day, like, I'm going to call you on it. Yep. Right? So, But I was like, nah, let's stop these kids from keep getting put out of school and yeah. all that type of stuff. Like, yeah. Nah, let's be constructive. Yeah. Like let's teach I was teaching kids how to advocate for themselves. Yep. And I wrapped it into my lesson or whatever. They ain't like it. I'm cool. But at the end of the day, the day I got fired, which was on my birthday in twenty seventeen. Yeah. I get a call from my homie, uh, which we grew up in Revelation Baptist downtown, uh, which is gone, got knocked down for FC Cincinnati, which FC still gotta come see me about that. Like and I ain't gonna forget. I know you are not. <laughs> they, they gonna come see me about that one of these days. But um, my man calls me. He's the manager for Young Guru, Jay Z's audio engineer. And he's like, "Bro, I need you." Like, and, and this also is a conversation about what brand are you putting out there? Like, yeah. He had followed me for years. I ain't reached out or nothing. But he like church big cousin like that. But like him and his older brothers. They were the first ones I got to really see go off to college. So he, so he, he was staying. Was he in New York? He was in. He was between New York, L.A., and London. Right, because of obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always moving around, moving and shaking. Around. So he called you out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, and he's like, "Bro, I need you." Well, he he had dropped the bug like a few months before. He's like, "Bro, the time is now. I need you." Yeah. I was like, "Damn, man, I I just got fired today." He was like, "Congratulations." <laughs> I, I said the same thing to you. you did. I said the same thing to you. It was like, it was like congratulations. Like, let's get to work. Yeah. Um, so we created something called Sleeping Giants, which is how do we get more black kids in the STEM um, and STEM related careers, which is science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Um, how do we get them more in the STEM careers with using audio engineering and hip hop as the yeah. Kid, right. Mm-hmm. So I ended up putting together 
did this research uh, kind of paper report, kind of like a white paper. Um, did it, packed it full of all the research and whatnot. It was like, oh, this is perfect. I'm going to get this out and get this moving. And it put us, you know, ended up doing some dope stuff at South by Southwest um, with Guru. But and, and it, then it goes back to the relationships piece, right? And when you need somebody, you can pick up the phone and they're going to take your call. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's like when you need them, are they gonna pick up your call? Are they gonna ask send you a voicemail? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Like even if you hit them up and they be like, "Oh damn, I ain't see this. My bad, bro." Da, 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 da. Like let's. That's the relationship that I built because I never asked them for anything when I helped them. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So like it's nothing but goodwill. So yeah. it was like okay, guru from guru from Wilmington. All right, let me hit up the hit up the homie in Wilmington. Like. He just happened to work in the mayor's office, and he happens to be the one who put stuff together. So work out. 76ers and da 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 Yeah. All right, cool. Make that happen. Yeah. Like, call the other homie. He worked for Chan Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg's wife. Hmm. Like, and he ended up being at South By. I'm like, all right, cool. I was like, bro, I'm going to see you. I see you going to be here. da 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 He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Hmm. Put him and Guru in a room together. Yeah. Like, start making And this, and when... When this was happening, I, I remember when, when the Sleeping Giants was taking effect, I was just like, how? <laughs> like, I was like, bro, how, how, how do you get, like, we go from being in these positions where we almost are confined mm-hmm. to not being able to show our true talent. Like, a lot of these positions that are in America don't show that you can't you can't show your real talent. Absolutely. So being like when it happened for you and, and again, because I got fired January twenty seventeen and it was the best day of my life. You feel me other than like marriage and kids yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. But professionally, it's the yeah. best day of my life. I I was like so excited. Sure. So then Nine months later, when it happened to you, I'm like, bro, we back. Like, we, we about to turn it up. You know what I mean? And, and it kind of been on ever since when you think about it. Like, no, that's sure. when. And it's crazy. I think, I always thank Coop for waking me up. Yeah. Right? Because I was on that when I was in Atlanta. When I came yeah. back. When I came back, I was like, all right, get a job. Like, you know. You came back to the to the job, environment that we, that we grew up in. Exactly. That makes sense. And I adopted that. Right? Yeah. So. I think the major difference was now I'm like, all right, how do I, one, and this came out, this is baccalaureate preacher, and, and I watch this still once a month. Like, mm. it, was, it was the baccalaureate sermon or whatever, and one of the things he said in there was where you are is not greater than who you are because who you are is dictated by whose you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like... And if you remember whose you are, it will always be greater than where you are. Mm-hmm. And it was nah, just that's like, dope. I was like, so even when I was in the role, I'm like, I know I'm bigger than this. Yeah. Even when I was in the space, like I know I'm what I'm supposed to be. And even in our I'm current situation, though, no matter how, don't it goes back to what your uh, what your mentor, the OG, said mm-hmm. about not being comfortable and not being high on success because it's like what we have now. Is nothing compared to 10, 15 years later in our life. You know what I mean? Because we sowing the seeds and because we're doing the right, we doing it the right way. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, it's always, I'm always cognizant of that. And I'm like, because people are like, 
thinking that I'm I'm gonna be coaching for the rest of my life as far as basketball. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm done in three years. They're like, nah, you gonna I'm like, you don't understand. I got something way bigger than what you gonna think. But, so but your point, your point that's in the book, and I think is probably the, the best principle, right? The seed is always smaller than the harvest. Yeah. And it's like, so the homie who's working with Chan Zuckerberg, like. That was my man. He was a year ahead of me. We was in study groups together. Yeah. Like, bro, you couldn't take care of the notes. I got you this time. Da, yeah. Da, da. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. started there. Yeah. Right? Like, and us starting there, just kind of in the trenches, making it through. Yeah. sure you know each other. <laughs> right, 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 right. It right. We ground there, together. But, you feel me? Harvest came, you know, 10 years later. Literally. Like, yeah. I need you. You over. You doing X, Y, Z? Cool. Yeah. Cool. I'm gonna just mm-hmm. make this connection. Yeah. Right. And but but the thing is, is that when I called, he picked up because it's goodwill there. Yeah. Like the relationship is there. Yeah. It was built on real stuff. Yeah. And and it doesn't matter how small. And I think people take this for granted. It doesn't matter how small it is that you pour into someone. Yeah. Like it can be very very little. It can be minute. It's so ca- it's cassette. That will still help me do stuff because I help them move in right in sophomore year. Yeah, help them pack something up. Or so I'll give uh, you. I'll give you this, bro. And we gonna we gonna wrap this up. We gonna definitely do a part two probably next week. I already know because we got we ain't even got in a rebel. We ain't got in educate. We ain't got in none of that. Yeah, and and we going on forty. So literally, my homegirl posted some keys on her Instagram story, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking like. She always talked about moving, like moving out of the city. And I'm like, so I respond, you know, I, I reply like, don't tell me you leaving me now because it's been some years. She was like, nah, I just, I'm, I'm about to open up a business. I'm like, that's what's up. What you need from me? Mm-hmm. And she was like, right now I don't need nothing, but I appreciate, I appreciate you um, like, like offering. And she, she was like, what's your zeal? I'm like, what? And she was like, nah, I got to bless you. Like, because don't nobody, ain't, ain't nobody ever asked me what they, what, what, what I needed from them in this whole process. I'm like, wow, she dropped, she dropped a couple hundred in that Zelle, like, nice. on the humble. This happened, like, last week, bro. Nice. Like, so it's like, I'm out, so, well, I say that to say this for, for those who don't, like, when we talk about networking, just to wrap this up, I challenge you over the next week, reach out to somebody, one person that you haven't talked to in a while, and just catch up. That's the first thing. Number two, reach out to somebody who you want to connect with, and just connect with them. Get an understanding of what they do, and how they do it, and how you can help them, if they need help. And again, you may not physically be able to help them, but you may, you may know somebody that can help them. So that's the second thing you need to do. The third thing you need to do is take inventory of the people who you talk to the most and 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 how how well balanced is that relationship? Cuz I'm I'm sitting across from somebody who we are we are in competition on how how much money we can put in each other's pocket. We are in competition on how we can pour into each other as far as our marriage. We talk about our marriage and how we can be better. When we when we leave together for the city, we come what am I to hey, you better go get wifey some flowers cuz I am cuz right. when they go have that podcast, they when they do you know wine with wives, 
you you don't want to be the low man on the total pole. Right. So it's like we we literally are in that realm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With our people, with Khalil, with Dry, with B Wood, like mm-hmm. we're in a we're in a good space with people where we're always trying to figure out how we can help one another. And I think if you're listening to this, you have to get around other people that pour into you just as much as you pour into them. And if you take inventory and you realize that you're pouring in way too much, you need to stop pouring. You need to limit that. You need to you need to pick that, turn that over, because what's gonna happen is it's gonna damage some relationships going down the line, and is and is also taking you away from pouring into relationships that can pour back into you even more. So, so that's what that's 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 what y'all need to do going and, forward. And also, I would just say this. Make sure that no matter what, you are in a space mentally where you are accepting what other people can help you. Mm. Right? Yeah. You got to be humble enough to understand you don't have it all, that you don't know it all, that there's things that you have flaws when nobody's perfect. Right. And most importantly, be in a position where you can receive yep. from others. Absolutely. Right? And yep. the greatest thing about serving is that you're blessed at the same time. Yep. Service is selfish. Yeah. By default. Yep. Like you feel good, the little endorphins get the fire in. Absolutely. Like you, you feel like you're in a better place. So from that perspective, make sure that your service to others comes from a real place. Yeah. Comes out of humility. Like and this goes back to book and anybody else I ran to in Atlanta across the board, whether they're a school board member and I work yeah. with a, uh, APS uh, board chair. That's another one of my mentors. Like the thing that they always asked after I did something for them, they said, you just help me with this. What can I help you with? And my answer was always the same. Let me learn from you. That's all I want. Just let me learn from you. So... If you want to learn from Carlton, <laughs> y'all need to hit him up, man. You what is it? Educate Educated Rebel on Instagram. Yeah, I'm at Educated Rebel on Instagram. E D U C the number eight D D for dog Rebel. Yep. Um, we'll put it in the show notes at, for sure. At Instagram, and then um, it's Educate the World. Like so, you can find the books there. My wife, shout out to her. She just dropped B Journal. Yes. Um, so that's on the Educated uh, site. Yep. Okay. Uh, she okay. Dropped it a few days ago. Um, Shout out to Ross. And it, it's a journal for women to help them. You know, uh, just it, it, she created a concept called Three G. Um, so it's, it's gratitude, um, goals, and a godsend or prayers. So All right, that, hey, look, y'all gonna have to go get the book, <laughs> bro. We not about to y'all not about to get that for free. We got she right. just launched it, so nope, y'all got y'all right. got to go to educate. That joint is dope, and it's just it's it's specifically for women. It's yeah, for we go. I'm, I'm I'm definitely bound one for wifey, and um, and, um we got we gonna get. Only other thing, and I'll leave with this, right? And, and it's a precursor to part two when we get into rebel more. Yeah, but there's three things you need to figure out in order to control outcomes, right? And this also goes for networking too. Yeah, and it is your DNA. Right, it is your destination. So where are you trying to go? Your navigation. Um, how are you going to get there? And your intensity. When do you want to arrive? That's your DNI. And if you can control those th- those th- three things about 
any area of your life, you can control the outcome of it. So I just say that. Like when you get in, when you're thinking about networking, when you're opening up a new business, thinking about those three, three things. Your financial goals. Your navigation and your intensity. All right, man. Look, we got we got to cut. He, they not about to get that. They gotta they gotta get the part two, part two next week, man. Guys, this was good. My brother is always good building with you. It's like we at the crib. Um, you know, again, follow follow my boy on on social media. Um, I'm about to make him post more uh, on IG. He be posting on Facebook, but we need that IG popping. Um, Share this episode with somebody, any any entrepreneur out there that's look, learning to network, man, whether they have a business, starting a business, um, th- th- this was good, man. I learned a lot. I learned more about you, man, and I'm appreciative of our uh, of our, our, our brotherhood, man, and I, I know it's only going to get better, man, so it's all, it's all. So remember, y'all, financial success, it happens on purpose, and success does not visit the lazy. God bless.